From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 146. Today's show is brought to you by Lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. Pen Chalet, great deals on high quality pens of a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And Harry's, an exceptional shave at a fraction of the prize. The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley, but I'm joined, as always, by the one and only, the editor-in-chief of thepenaddict.com, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey, man. How's it going? I'm good. I feel like I just promoted you. Yeah, well, you know, I might be working towards that because I don't know if you know this, and certainly the the people don't know this, but at Pen Addict, uh, I'm adding a new writer, so I might eventually be the editor-in-chief wow. of, uh, of penaddict.com. So we've got Jeff. Jeff's continuing on. And then uh, we'll be adding a new writer, uh, Miss Susan Piggott, who uh, a lot of fountain pen users will be familiar with her blog, Scribalicious. So look for her debut this week. And between her and Jeff, um, you know, my photography suffers greatly <laughs> from what they do. Uh, I've, the stuff Susan's put together so far has been nothing short of amazing. So I'm exciting, excited for her her to uh, come on board at the pin attic so yeah it's uh it's looking more like i am the editor-in-chief blimey yeah you look at you yeah getting big time man gotta need to need to up the ante a little bit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's go time but no i mean it it's honestly i mean i'm as busy as ever i'm not doing anything less on the pen attic i just want to do more and i can't do it all myself so that's pretty much it and when you can find awesome people like jeff and susan to uh help out man it's nothing but good it's just a random kind of like a following up from last week because i'm Mm -hmm. lazy and haven't looked did anything happen with the fountain pen uh network was it was it fp Fp geeks that's it i always get them mixed up in my brain yeah, I I hadn't even looked since last week. It was it's not something I'm involved in, so I really don't, you know, it's yeah. not a it's not high on my interest uh list to go and and check it out. So, no clue whatsoever. Hmm. So, if anyone in the chat room is is up to speed, but I I have since we spoke last week, I haven't looked one time, so it's just not on my radar at all. You know what is on my radar? Tell me. Dan Bishop yelling at me. Oh yeah. So he's <laughs> not. That, the... How did that turn out? <laughs> it, good. It's all good. So you know, a few, a lot of people caught our show last week, and I got a ton of feedback. I don't know if you got any feedback in particular, Mike, that I didn't see, but most people were a little bit upset with our description of Muji's white labeling, and not so much in the white labeling itself, but in a little bit with our comparison into the Kickstarter projects that have been, you know, copies of, of pins and comparing them. And I agree with all everyone who emailed in, I agree with what y'all are saying that they're two completely different things. They're not related at all. And I did a bad job of explaining it um, in the show last week. I think I was correct in my description of how I was talking about the generic serials in store brand cereals, you know, the big companies, you know, have white labeling agreements with large grocery chains to basically sell the same cereal as a white label product, just a store brand. Muji is known for doing this. Um, all the email and all the feedback feedback I got from all over the world, I got um, 
about Muji doing this, saying that's pretty much their business model. That's practically the name of their company. Um, it, they even do, one of, one of our followers on Twitter said they even white-labeled a car from Nissan. That's how uh, involved what? they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> so they white-label pretty much everything that they carry. So, and that's perfectly fine. And everyone, I just wanted to make the point that this, I don't think this relates to like the Kickstarter stuff at all. Muji's not trying to create a new company and Muji's not saying these are their designs that they've come up with. Muji is very clearly white labeling products to sell under the, the Muji name. So I just wanted to clarify that. And thanks for all the feedback. And I wanted to point out a couple, I, I got so many emails on this, but I, I picked one out uh, from a gentleman named Tomo who is actually in Japan. Uh, let me read a little bit about his uh, what he was saying. Well, number one, he sent me about Muji. He said, did you know that there is a new mechanical pencil whose translation is 0.5 millimeter mechanical pencil whose line don't fatten because the lead rotates? Oh, I wonder what that sounds like. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call it the Muji so, Toga for now. <laughs> the Muji Toga. <laughs> so this is what they do, right? You know, he says he says the name Muji is derived from the pers- first part of I'm not even going to try this, but the translation is no brand quality goods. Um, so it's well known. But that's what Japan. Muji stands for, or what it means. Well, it's a it's a general translation. Yes. No brand quality goods. Yes. Okay. I mean, that kind of makes sense, though, in a way. Like, maybe we're using it in a way to try and illustrate a point, but I think one of the good things about them is they are kind of plain and unbranded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that wasn't yeah. necessarily, in my mind, translated to they just white-label everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think I got off track in not stating it clearly that I don't think that these Kickstarter pins are the same thing at all. I think what the Kickstarter pins that are phonies... If, if you will, um, are not doing the same thing that Muji's doing. And what the Kickstarter pins are doing is not, I don't think Muji's doing anything bad. And I think what the Kickstarter pins that are the copies of stuff, I think is not a good thing that they're doing. So I just wanted to go on record stating that right. clarification because I got, I, it's, I don't think 10 emails would be underselling it about this and most and all of them saying the exact same thing. So well, I, yeah, I did a I bad guess, job. I guess last week. the difference is like if uh if you're white labeling then the company that uh you're white labeling the design from, I guess is kind of okay with it. Is that right? Right, they would have to have that enter in that agreement knowingly, right? Yeah. So I guess that threw me off that Uniball and Zebra do this. So that this is my I don't know thing. why I don't know why I should be surprised, but I guess I was last week, and that's what kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. So this is what still confuses me is I don't know why those companies are are allowing this. Yeah, I don't know. Like, can it be that beneficial financially to allow for your pen to to be used in other places? Like, it feels like that's kind of what you've got. I don't know. I don't get it. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's just a. Just a business practice in the uh, in big businesses, businesses uh, bigger than than we're involved in, right? Mm. Yeah, so. I like it that way, though. To be honest, yeah, yeah. But we do like small businesses here, and I want to point one out, Mike, that okay. you may or may not have seen. It's called CW Pencil Enterprise. 
And if you have not heard of this, um, people who listen to the Raceable podcast have probably heard of this. But uh, a woman named Caroline Weaver, I've not talked to Caroline before, but she's on Twitter and you can find her. She started a website called CWPencils.com. And we'll have all this in the show notes, which you can find at relay.fm forward slash penatic forward slash 146. And not only does she have a website, Mike, but she lives in New York City and she's opened her own brick and mortar in-person pencil store. And I am so delighted to see something like this in existence. So I wanted to point that out for all of you in New York. Make a point to get over to Caroline's store, CW Pencils. And you can check it out online. She sells pencils individually by the dozen. She's got a really beautiful shop set up. You can see some of the pictures. She just opened the store. The website launched last year or at the beginning of this year, but the store, the storefront just opened this past week. So please, please, please go support um, one of our own who's trying to do something awesome with analog tools. Um, I am, I just think this is the greatest thing ever. So let's see. Like, yeah, yeah she is, carries. This is awesome. I'm looking yeah. at like the their Instagram and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, she carries new pencils, old pencils, vintage pencils, uh, foreign pencils, pretty much everything you can find. Uh, and some I notebooks sh- too. Sharpeners, notebooks regular books on pencils um you 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 have to uh check this out so please check um go take a look at the website if you're in new york make a special trip and pay caroline a visit and um maybe i can uh, talk to her and we'll get her on the shop one day when she's i mean on the show one day when she's not busy at the shop so i think that would be an interesting conversation on how this all came about yeah this is amazing this is yeah. really really awesome it's really awesome. It's one of those things that just puts a huge smile on my face when I see it, right? Yeah. It's it's really cool that someone has this vision and ha- is acting on it. We all have those dreams and visions, but to put that into action, that's the challenge. And so when you're making that jump, you know, you need this you need support. And, you know, I I hope, you know, maybe we can send a couple people her way. I would love that. Yeah, if you're in if you're in or around the New York area, you should you should be going going and saying hi. Yep. Yep. So um we have a new pin act in our midst, but you wanna you wanna talk about one of our good friends first? I most certainly do. This week's episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by lynda.com. They are the online learning platform of over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash penaddict. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash penaddict, or one word. Lynda.com is for problem solvers. It's for the curious. It's for people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, learn negotiation tactics, build a website, or boost your Photoshop skills. Go to lynda.com right now and feed your curious mind. With a lynda.com membership, you can watch and learn videos from top experts who are really passionate about teaching. You can stream thousands of video courses on demand, allowing you to learn on your own schedule and at your own pace. You can browse each course transcript as well as you're watching the videos, which you can watch on desktop, Android, or iOS. And as you're watching the videos, you can follow along with these transcripts, which in there allow you to kind of just to keep track of what's going on. Or maybe you want to search for an answer later on. You know, you've got a question. It's like, oh, what was that thing that they mentioned? You can search for it. And when you click that point in the transcript, it will skip to that point in the video, which is really cool. You can create and save playlists as well. Um, so you can watch these 
you know how in you can watch different videos in different orders you know however you want you can break them all up and watch them in pieces and you can even share these playlists with your friends colleagues or team members as well when i was browsing around learner.com i found some amazing courses uh, some things like uh, getting things done which is a great productivity course that i know many people that use if you're looking to try and just get better at uh, the things that you do you should do that, um, and it can you know, help you be more productive with your projects or maybe with your work. Uh, what about courses on typography and the foundations of color, which I thought might be really interesting for people that listen to this show, but maybe a bit more of a design mind. And whilst I'm mentioning design, Linda has set up a 25th anniversary microsite for Photoshop, which is at lynda.com slash 25PS. So it's like 25 years of Photoshop. For two decades, Photoshop has been an essential part of lynda.com's training. You can discover new tricks and get insight into how Photoshop has evolved over the past 25 years with these exclusive new videos that they've created together, which is really, really cool. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, I want you to go and visit lynda.com slash penaddict right now and sign up for your free 10-day trial. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash penaddict. Thank you so much to Linda for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So I heard something yesterday that I never thought I would have heard in a million years. What is that? And that's your partner on the Analog Podcast, Casey Liss, not only has a fountain pen, not only uses that fountain pen, but actually likes the fountain pen. What is going on over there? Yeah, I was very surprised by that actually, because I think he it, actually he sent when he sent me a picture a few days before, uh-huh. um, and was like, I think he had a question like, how do I do X with this thing? Like he he, <laughs> he was struggling with something. He was, there was something that he needed a bit of help with, which I helped him with, and he sent mm. me a picture of the Pilot Metropolitan. Well, it's called the Pilot MR. Sure. Right. Yeah. On the on the store shelves and Pilot's packaging, like um, you can find these at Walmart, Staples, things like that. It shows up as Pilot MR, correct? And that's with the International Standard Short yes. fountain pen refill. I think so. Yeah, it is. Okay. Trust me. You remember, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> remember when I bought those the, yes. like a whole carton of cartridge uh, refills? Yeah. You bought like uh, a ten pack of ten packs. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he was. I was. I was very surprised, and he sounds like he's really enjoying it. I, I'm actually gonna try and bug him about this a little bit more, okay. but I'm. I'm gonna wait to let him to let it settle in a little bit. This, this is what I do with yeah. people. I don't know if you have a similar kind of um, a similar kind of way of doing this stuff. When when someone tells me that they they've got a new pen or they're enjoying a pen or something like that, I give them some some small pieces of information. And give them some piece of advice, and then I leave it for a while and come back to them later. Exactly, one hundred percent, what I do too. So you give them kind of that feeder information, the basics to get them started, and then you let them have at it. And then all of a sudden, when the questions start back, the second round of questions come back, then you set the hook. I mean, yeah. then they're 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 in now, <laughs> right? But you can't push it up front or else they're like, ah, I'm not going to use this, whatever. It's too much drama, too much something, whatever, any excuse. Yep. But um, when they come back that second time, you know there's uh, there might be something to it. And uh... <laughs> When you know they got the taste, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First taste is free, man. 
<laughs> We're going to get you next time, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pay up, <dear>. suckers. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to do this right now, Mike. I'm going to get hit that first taste is free with this link. <laughs> We're doing a... Um, we have a work in progress with uh, Mike Bond um, of TI to Techliner fame, one of my favorite pens, one of my current favorite pens, probably one of my all-time favorite pens. Um, he posted a design him and Jeff have been working on in the background to do a called a, the Bruckwicky tri-camo pattern um, that Mike Bond has. Uh, Jeff designed this camo pattern. Mike Bond has put it on the TI2 Tech Liner, and we're working out the design um, finalization for this to be a Notco exclusive. Wow. We don't have a f- firm, solid, 100% go yet, but we're trying to do this. So this is something uh, we're working on, and since uh, Mike put it out there on his uh, Instagram feed, I wanted to throw that out there for everyone to see, and if uh, they had any questions, but it's something you should hope you will only be able to get at Notco once we uh, once we eventually release it, and I'm really happy with how this turned out. It looks spectacular. So this explains it, because I've seen this pattern popping up in a few places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that explains how this has happened then. Yes. Yeah, so it's something uh, we're working on uh, kind of as an exclusive to us. Like we do with uh, Keras Customs, we have that um, the red, white, and, red, uh, white, and blue Render K that we like to sell. Well, red, silver, and blue, if you will, um, Render K that we like to sell that, you know, you can just get from us. And, you know, this TI2 Tech Ladder, we want to continue to do things like that with uh, other people whose work that we love. And, you know, hopefully we can kind of come up with a a Notco only product that um, we can sell and uh, it, it's worked good. Do you still sell the Karis Customs? Uh, we do. We're out of stock right now. Oh, They're super well, I behind. Find it in the store. I was going to put it yeah. in the show notes, but we went ahead and took it down until we get more stock. We might have some by the pin show. We're working on that behind the scenes. So yep. um, we're just, we're, we're basically in line, which, you know, Hey, they're busy. So I can appreciate that. I know how it goes. There's, this is, that pen, the TI2 Techliner, it's just a pen that I can't get my head around. I mean, you you know my thoughts on it. That's what did I say the first time I saw it? I know it's the same thing, but I don't yeah. have one, right? So and it, right, so I I can't use it. But there's just I don't know. There's, there's just something about the industrial design that doesn't speak to me. Yeah, I can understand that. This this is not a pen for everybody. By by far, and I mean, there's a, there's a lot of pins that are like that that fall into that classification. There's very few pins that are for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know that's uh, that's why we're almost 150 episodes into a podcast about pins, right? Because there's all kinds of different products out there that speak to our different tastes and styles and interests and use cases and things like that. So that's why you know this whole thing is awesome. So. This is something like really random, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I wonder if the dude's going to appreciate this or not. But oh, but we'll see. So, uh, our friend Mike Dudek at the Clicky Post, he put up a video post of um, like a little review of the TI2 Tech Liner. So that's what made me think of this. And and I've watched the first couple of minutes of the video. I haven't finished it yet. But there was just one thing that he did at the start of the video, and I wanted to give him this advice, and I want to give it to anybody else out there as well. When he was setting up, he like apologized 
that it was probably going to be a bit like because he, you know, he was kind of new to it and like, you, you know, he wasn't sure how uh, it was going to come like if you know if it was going to be good enough or you know that it was he was still learning and, and he kind of apologized a few times in a row for different things in the video, um, like the quality or the fact that it was going to be in one take or that kind of thing. Don't apologize, dude. Like, you don't need to do that. Like, don't be proud of it. Like, as I'm sure you are, but don't feel like you have to apologize to people. I don't think that's necessary. I see people do this so much. Like, they need to qualify something by apologizing for it first. I don't think that that's something that people need to do. Um, Just be... You know, I'm sure that, you, you know, you are and he is proud of his work. And let that come through because if you apologize you're kind of setting people up like it's going to be bad when it wasn't and it isn't and i'm looking forward to watching the rest of it you know the quality of it's good he's fantastic just in general Mm -hmm. the guy's super smart he has a great sounding voice and he set up the camera in such a great way and you can see like because i've tried to do stuff like that before like he's probably contorting his body around a tripod stand (laughs) so you can see his hands like there's no need for apologies do do you understand what i'm getting at well let let me talk about a piece of advice i got from someone i really really respect shortly after starting this podcast i think we were still in the single digits maybe and I made an apology on air. And this really smart guy named Mike Hurley gave me this exact piece of advice several years ago. And I have, to this day, never, ever forgotten it. Because I had this really bad habit of doing that exact same thing. So, there's things, you know, you can ab- apologize for, which are, you know, legitimate mistakes. But leading with an apology before getting to the meat of what you're getting ready to talk about is not beneficial to anyone. Um, Like you're saying, you told me this, Mike, you told it to me offline one day after a podcast. I don't remember this, by the way. I believe it was something about, it was something about field notes, I believe. And it was very, very early on in our podcast thing. I have literally, I, I think about, this comes up in my brain all the time when I think about doing that or I catch myself writing in that style. And I never forget that piece of advice that you gave me um, <laughs> several years ago. So coming back around to this now, I wanted to thank you for that because wow. you gave me the same advice and it has stuck with me to this day. I'm always. Yeah. I'm happy that I've stuck to message. Yeah, because I don't yeah. remember this, but did you, you you get it right. It's like you, I totally get it. You probably don't need to like well, you don't need to apologize, and like by apologizing, you're kind of you're you're saying that it's bad, and I'm sure you don't feel that way, right? Um, and and I don't mean to single out the dude, and I, and I hope no, that he's okay with this. What I think it is, and I think I'm similar along. Uh, Mike's uh, Dudek's thought process I honestly think it's a personality trait right it's how you handle yourself in your other parts of your daily life Um, not going around apologizing for everything but it's a part of like you feel you want to make everybody happy right so you want to make everyone feel good about what you're about to present and you know it's not from a lack of confidence but it's just this little safety net thing mm-hmm. that you're throwing out there 
that gives you the freedom to continue on with the thing. And I was able to get past it, you know, pretty shortly thereafter. I still do it some, from time to time, but I know when I'm doing it and I catch myself and I was like, there's no need for this, you know, be confident in what you're saying. And it doesn't matter if you're wrong or if it's bad, but there's no need to start out with that. So, um, yeah, we're turning into analog. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it's a good point, And I didn't know if you remembered uh, having the same conversation with me. And it was uh, very meaningful and something I strive to uh, to do um, whatever I'm working on, you know, the podcast or pen reviews, things like that. So uh, way to go, Mike Hurley. Woohoo. For uh, for making a difference in our lives, and everybody, if you listen to this right now, just go go to our show notes, which are at relay.fm/penaddict/slash/one-four-six, and and click the link um, to watch Mister Dudek's uh, lovely uh, video review uh, of the TI Two Tech Liner. And you know, I only wanted to bring this up just because I think there are so many people that listen to this show that want to or do these kinds of things. That is just what my one of my my top pieces of advice, clearly, because it worked for Brad as well. But yep. just uh, be as confident as you can be, but don't feel like you need to to qualify it with an apology when the stuff's free in the first place. Yep. Awesome. Good stuff. Should we take a quick break? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I want to take a moment to thank our great friends, uh, the awesome supporters of this show, that are Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet sell authentic, amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. They have incredible, fast, and reliable customer service. They're always running special discounts. Um, they also have closeout specials every two weeks as well. Pen Chalet are always adding new styles of pens to their site. Every single month you're seeing new pens, new brands, new stuff coming on all the time. They have all of your favorite brands like Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Monteverde, uh, Namiki, Sailor, and Caveco. They're an authorized dealer of all of these and as well as the pens that they sell from each of these brands, they also have a bunch of accessories too like pen carrying cases, pen holders, refills, fountain pen converters, and so much more. They sell internationally. They have great reasonable very cool shipping rates and, and uh, i found their service to be as speedy as anybody else that i've used um, when shipping internationally but they have for orders in the continental united states they have free shipping on orders of over 50 bucks pen chalet have low prices on high quality pens and offer a 100 satisfaction guarantee so go to penchalet.com and you can use the code penaddict to save 10 percent off your order at checkout but what you should be doing is clicking the podcast link at the top of the website enter the password pen addict for even more savings um, and you can then also use that 10% off those as well as well as some of the cool stuff that you'll find there this week and that has been there over previous weeks um, once you go into the secret pen addict area you'll find a special offer for this week exclusive for pen addict podcast listeners of the Caveco student fountain pen it retails at 60 bucks uh, but after the uh, special discount and after the coupon you can get it for forty dollars and fifty cents now this is a you've probably seen this this is the full size Caveco so if you've really been interested, especially in uh, Caveco and the lines that they have, um, but you've never tried them out because you don't like you don't like uh, small pens, then this is just could be the pen for you. So this is this is really interesting. This is not a pen that I've used before. Um, it's the 
most inexpensive full-size Kaveco that you can get, number one. So it's a great-looking full-size pen. Number two, if you're like me and are a big Kaveco fan and have lots of sports or Lilliputs and you have a particular nib that you like, these students use the exact same nib unit. So I talk about Kaveco all the time in that I switch um, one, maybe two nib units between any of the pens that I'm using from time to time. This pen will take those sport and Lilliput nib units. So you just unscrew it and pop in your favorite nib. Three, I have not been keeping up with the student, but there's two models in here that are absolutely new to me. And they're pretty intriguing. Number one is the yellow barrel, which looks fantastic. I don't own a yellow barrel pen, but I keep eyeballing a few different ones. Uh, it's a really, it's on the picture, it looks like a maybe a little bit like a mustard yellow, but not quite. It's not bright yellow. It's kind of in between a bright yellow and a mustard yellow. It looks great with the silver accents. And then the dark blue barrel, if you click on it and look at it, it's actually a demonstrator mm -hmm. because you can see the converter in it. I've never seen these two models of the student before. So um, I might have to pick up one of these for myself because I'm clicking through these kind of fascinated at the new styles that they've done. I like the and, white uh, one. Yeah, I, they all look really good. I'll, as a matter of fact, in the past, I've, I know I've seen the black one and then the lighter blue one I've seen, but this actually looks like a different color. So this must be a refresh of the Kaveco student line. So this is this is pretty nice. I haven't uh, seen these before, so, so I will probably uh, pick up one of these myself. Um, you never know, really man. Can't, that can't Ron, really beat the price. That Ronnie has connections. <laughs> you know? He he's got some kind of Kaveco hookup that I don't know about. So uh, <laughs> you know, he just he dropped those art sports on us like mm -hmm. out of the blue when no one's able to get them, and um, you know now he's uh, coming in with the student, which normally has only had one or two barrel colors with all these neat barrel colors in it. So yeah, check out Pinchalet because uh, this is pretty awesome. Make sure you use the code Pinatic to get all your uh, your fun discounts, and uh, I will be doing the same after the show. Awesome. What's next for us? Um, I want to talk about the top five pins because it's time for an update. And the last time I updated, I think, was in October. And we talked about it on the show. And it ended up becoming kind of a big thing because I did a poor job building out the list, explaining the list, and then intermingling some of the list items in not a very clear and concise manner. So we had a bunch of conversation after that show for like the next two weeks on the top five pins. And I've come to the conclusion, and I wanted to get your opinion on this and the listener's opinion on this, that I'm going to change a little bit of the top five, how I do the top five and what it stands for. So what I'm thinking is I want to have a top five Every category of top five will be my recommendations for other people. Then under that top five, I'm going to have like a paragraph of Brad's personal take on any other pins that I personally find useful that may not land in this top five. So I'm trying to differentiate between things that I recommend to others and things that I use myself. Do you think that makes sense? Am I am I explaining that correctly? Because that's what got muddled up before. People were like, well, are these your favorites? Or are these what you're recommending? Or what exactly are you doing? I think it so 
I want to have a full recommendation list. I want that to be what the top five is. Right. Here's my recommendations for these categories. Then I want to have some notes if I have some things to say about some things not on the list or some, or if my personal favorite is number three on the list, right? But it's my number one in that category. Does that make sense? Right. So, okay. Well, you answered my first question, which was going to be like, what do you define as the purpose of the top five pens list? So mm-hmm. is it for you to show your favorites or is it as to be a resource for people that are either new to like who either they know the site well and want to try out some new stuff or what I expect probably happens quite a lot is you get an awful lot of Google traffic to that page mm-hmm. um, of people coming and trying to, to basically answer that question. Yes. Um, so let, let me stop you right there and, and add some background. It started out as my favorites. Now it's morphed into people are using that as a shopping list, right? Which should not be a list of my favorites, right? We just need to, Those are two different things. Can we have a very, very quick business discussion? Yes. So if you, at the moment, the links to those pages are going to the review links that you have, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should set up a separate link that is review and the first link should be an affiliate link to somewhere yeah i i've thought about adding like buy it here with i mean not necessarily yeah. those words but here's where you can read about the pen here's where you can shop for the pen so i, I will think, probably integrate that yeah i think you should do that because <laughs> i i'm gonna <coughs> assume me. that that is one of the biggest traffic drivers on your website yeah, no doubt. Right, it's, so, it's definitely turned into a thing. Right, there you which go. Then. I didn't so, anticipate. You need to consider that then. So yeah. please, please do that. I'm going to bug you about <laughs> that now. I'll do that. I'll do that. I've been thinking about that for a while that I needed to do that and just haven't because you know how I am. That's just not on the forefront of my my yeah. thought processes. But I think it's valid at this point because of how people are using that page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make it more of a clear i'm going to take out the part where i talk about my favorites right these are my favorites these are what i'm currently using it's going to be more of a recommendations page and then we'll have brad's comments particular to brad underneath that in paragraph form not in list form i think you should call them editor's choice okay um my commentary part yeah i just think that sounds fun okay it's quite fancy sounding you well, I am the that. editor. I am the editor in chief now. So. Exactly. So, editor choice. <laughs> um, I guess my other question for you is: Do they differ that much that you need to to split them out? Like, would do you need to have like your recommendations for each category? So here's what caused the problem: fountain pens. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say right. <laughs> so I'm, that I'm totally caused assume. the problem. That's what that's what broke the original theory of this page. Yeah. So, because I cannot take what's my favorite fountain pens and make that a top five list of any kind of recommendation whatsoever. No, because your top five and my top five even are extremely different in fountain yeah. pens. Yeah. So what I was thinking in is, do you need to to do it to the granularity that you're considering? Like, could you not just have, um, like top five everything be one thing and then for fountain pens have a couple of categories 
oh yeah, the fountain pens is going to be broken down more than it currently is, probably into price points or some other uh, delineated manner. There will be multiple fountain pen categories right. recommendations. And then if I do a personal list, it will be in the fountain pens, right? But I, I, I don't want to get things confused with a, a list that's not a recommendation thing, so I may just leave that to the editorial comment. So Right, okay. We'll see. So that's my thought process. And I put down in the notes um, WTF Pilot High Tech C because I, it's what I've been thinking a lot about. That's a pen I've been thinking a lot about in this top five update because it kind of fell out of favor with me in the past few months. It was what and, you, you, when this, this show started out, for the people that have gone back and listened, what you consistently called your favorite pen. Right, yeah. And what happened in, say, like in the past year, I've had more problems with consistent. It's always been a consistency issue with that performance of that pen, and you know that going into it, except now it became greater. Um the problems increased with the pen. So every time you pick up the pen, it was almost like there was an issue and I was getting more reports of people saying WTF pilot high tech C, why doesn't my pen work? Why does it skip? Why doesn't it, you know, I've only set it down for an hour. Why doesn't it write? And this just became an ongoing thing and it's super frustrating, but I found that, the frustrations for myself personally were limited to the 0.4 millimeter version. I've been using the 0.3 millimeter version religiously for like the past month, maybe two months. I love that pen so much, but I don't know what to do with it as far as a recommendation. It's like a, that's one of those pens that I, I never recommend it over the Uniball, Sino, the UM151, what we refer to as the DX, right? I never ever recommend the high-tech C over that pen. Because the Uniball is so much more consistent and works super, super well. So I just wanted to throw that in there. These are the thoughts I'm having as I'm trying to rebuild this list. And I should have it done in a week or two um, because I, it's going to take me a little bit of time because I need to kind of rework the whole layout and how I'm going to do that. So I just want to throw that high-tech seat thing out there because it's really one of those super hit or miss pens. So that's almost like an editorial piece on the high-tech C because... Mm-hmm. It probably should be in the top five gel pens, but it might not be when I get when it gets down to it. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Enough about the the top five pens. I just want to throw that out there because we had a lot, a lot of discussion about this the last time it came out. And I had a lot of problems with it personally, to be quite honest. So I think I'm going to get it on the right track. Now with the notebook problems that you and I have. There's a, a a new website that can help you get on track, Mike. Have you seen this? Indexed. Yeah, I Indexed. saw this. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is uh, by Dave Ray, who is a avid kinetic reader, listener, and all-around good guy who will be at the Atlanta Pin Show. He's made this great website where you can – we all use these notebooks that are kind of – like in my case, I call like my pocket notebooks the inbox – Right. So there's I don't necessarily have specific cases for notebooks. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't or specific categories like Mike might have a podcast notes notebook. Well, what index does, it allows you to create an entry on the index website for the notebook itself. You can say, you know, like I entered in my field notes day game edition and then I can take certain pages that I want to refer back to in that edition 
note them on the index website by the page number and what the content of that is on that page and it's searchable so when I'm looking for a list or something that I created I can go back to index and remember where I put that I think that's really great it's very simple it's straightforward it's something that I've always wondered about you know I've I don't digitize as frequently as I should on my notebooks so I don't have any searching capabilities for some of my recent notebooks or things like that an index also if you if you scan your notebooks like into Evernote or any other manner, you can also link those pages into your index page for your particular notebook. Um, but I find myself, okay, I made this note or this sketch, and I have to go pull out five notebooks that I've already finished that I don't remember where that sketch was. And this help, this solves that problem uh, for me. This is right up my alley because three quarters of my pocket notebooks are probably filled with stuff that I don't need to remember permanently. But that other 25% is stuff I might want to refer back to. And this saves me from pulling out a bin of notebooks, flipping page by page until I find what I was looking for. And this allows me to go in, search for the term that I thought I had, and boom, I know which notebook it was in and what page it was on. So how great is that? Man, that is I mean it's a system that requires uh a bit of a bit of work, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, there's some upfront cost. Yeah. I mean not not price, but there's some upfront time work to put up for time to put into it, yes. But I think if you can really lock into that and and because the more you do something like that, the less time it takes. Right. You know? Um but I think that the the idea, the kernel of the idea, is very strong. Yes, very strong. Um, and it's one of those things that you know. I think this is this is something that could really benefit people. So if you are interested in it, I would suggest trying it out because these things can get so much, so 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 much better with feedback. Yeah. So for example, my day game edition, I'm halfway through it, and I've indexed three pages, if you will. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you don't need to do them all because it's not I important. Don't. Exactly. So I've numbered all the pages. I'm halfway through a notebook, but I have three of them logged and indexed because those are things I might want to refer to later. It, it's for what I need. This is just freaking perfect. It's so simple. It, it's Dave nailed it. Um, he did a really good job, and hopefully, I can talk to him more. We'll talk to him more in Atlanta at the pin show about oh, this and fantastic. see how it's see how it's going for him because he's going to make the trip and uh, we'll see him there. So, you guys should really check this out. It's a big deal. Um, and he's just he just came up with this. He emailed me. He's like, "Hey, I came up with this idea, and take a look at this website. Tell me what you think." I'm like, huh? That's pretty useful. <laughs> so I like that, and it it's simple too. It's it's dead simple and. Really good job, Dave. So y'all go check out index.inc. Yep. Go check it out. All right. I want to talk about the new field notes, Mike. How about you? Yeah. Let's let's take a final break. I want your help with this one. All right. This episode is brought to you by Harry's. For so many of us, shaving is a pain. It can be uncomfortable, cause nicks, cuts, scrapes, razor burn. 
And maybe more than anything else, it could be painful in your pocket too, as razor blades today are super expensive. This is where Harry's comes in. Harry's was started by a couple of guys who wanted a better product to use without having to pay an arm and a leg to get it. Harry's makes their own blades. They're high-quality, high-performing German blades crafted by shaving experts. They love the blades so much that they purchased the factory in Germany that they found them in. Harry's... Their razors offer a high-quality shave at about half the price of the other big brand blades. They ship for free to your front doorstep, and their starter set is an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream or foaming shave gel, and three razor blades. And in a minute, I'm going to tell you about how you can get your hands on that for just $10. On average, an everyday shaver saves about $150 a year on blades using Harry's. With Harry's, your satisfaction is guaranteed because that is so important to them. I love the way that their products look. I love the way they feel and the way uh, that they feel on the skin, just the way they smell. I just love everything about them. But so does Brad because he also uses them. So Brad, could you please tell the pan addicts out there what you love about your Harry's products? So I'm about to have like the shakes because I am going to... I have not replaced. I have not placed an order for my uh, soothing aftershave balm that they sell, Uh-oh. which I've fallen in love with, and I've never used any type of aftershave lotion before. This is this stuff is awesome. I'm addicted to it, <laughs> and I just realized yesterday my bottle's running low, and I have extra blades ready that I've already reordered, and I have extra shave, uh, uh, shave lotion that I've reordered, but I'm almost out of the of the aftershave lotion and i'm like it's like freaking me out because i miss it i if i don't use it i'm gonna miss it so i need to get my order in but for the price i would pay twice as much at least for as good a quality as the stuff that harry's makes i'm totally in on everything harry's does i've been using it I don't know, at least six months, if not a year now, their products, long before they were sponsor of the show. It's the best shave experience I have. Um, some of you that know me know that I'm a sensitive guy. I'm very sensitive uh, on my neck as well. So it's a big deal for, for to have a shave experience that is not setting my neck on fire. And Harry's does that. The blades are great. Uh, the shave lotion is great. The aftershave makes me smell awesome and makes my wife swoon. So, yeah, it, it's really good. Harry's is legit. I, I love this stuff. I'm a hardcore Harry's fan, big-time customer. I don't see me using anything else, and uh, I love you, Harry's. Will you marry me? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Experience right. a clean, close, comfortable shave with Harry's. Go to harrys.com right now, and Harry, and they will give you $5 off if you type in the coupon code Pen Addict at checkout. That's H A R R Y S dot com and enter coupon code Pen Addict to check out for $5 off your first purchase and you can start shaving better today. Thanks to Harry's for their support of this show. So you can get the, the intro kit for 10 bucks after our $5 off coupon? Yeah. That, mm, yeah, that's like getting stuff for free. It's that's kind of a no brainer. Like, that's yeah, so cheap. A, yeah. That's so cheap. And when you reorder, it's not like they nail you on the reorder stuff too. It's totally, it's completely fairly priced when you reorder. That's what's so great about it. It's not someone that's going to get nail you up front and then charge you double for your reorders. It's the same great pricing the as you continue to order. So Free shipping. Free shipping. 
All right, sorry, I fawned over that. Did I do too much there, Mike? No, no, it's perfect. <laughs> all right, I gotta go cool down now. <sighs> field notes. That'll get y'all hot and bothered. Yeah. So what do you think about these new field notes? Since you put me on the spot for that ad, I'm going to make you go first on these new edition field notes called Two Rivers, the new colors uh, subscription launch for the field notes brand. Um, Mike Hurley, what are your thoughts? I think anybody that kind of watches the tea leaves of field notes, right, you kind of know when they're gearing up, right? Mm-hmm. They they start to kind of like they they dust off a few things. They send out a couple of like coded tweets and stuff like that. Like you can you can see when when the field notes marketing machine is starting to to get into full force when the new colors edition is coming out. Mm-hmm. I this one felt different though. I think mm-hmm. like leading up to the release of this one, like I I was getting more and more excited. Like you could feel something was in the air. And this this is maybe like the one of the most special releases for what they're doing. I mean, it has this fantastic story as they always have, but this time there's a charitable element behind it. So the guys and girls over at Field Night at Field Notes, Field Notes, we'll go with that company name, have have mm-hmm. teamed up with the Hamilton Wood Type and Printing Museum, and like since like early 2014, they've been. <laughs> making yeah. this uh making this edition um where effectively they've been uh they've been printing they've been using like the it's not screen printing is it what what, what is it called it's like letter letterpress letterpress mm-hmm. wood wood type letterpress there you go that's it um they've been basically letterpressing these huge sheets of paper with like loads of really cool type they say like field notes all over them portland oregon chicago like he's got all these like great words all over the place mm-hmm. and then they've cut these basically to become the covers um of this special edition uh which is also a charitable component as well like you can donate to charity and i think everybody did and it took down the field notes website <laughs> which i also don't recall that ever happening before never not that i've seen um, and I think because they added like in the the charity thing, it kind of it, I think it 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 hurt their system a bit too, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, but this is uh, different uh, buttons to press. Limited to twenty five thousand, they have a smaller uh, edition size. I think it was just because of the amount and time that it took to make these. Um, is is probably what I'm going to go with as to why that's that's the case. Uh, so um, it's not it's not hugely lower than some of the runs they've done before because it's no. twenty five thousand three packs, so it's seventy five thousand books. The most they've done, I think, is ninety. I don't think they've had a hundred thousand run before. Although I'm actually only comparing it to the previous, um, <clears throat> it's twenty five is 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 relatively standard. I mean, because they've been yeah. a bit all over the place recently because yes. they're doing certain things that require bigger runs. I think yes. when I spoke to Kudal on Inquisitive, he mentioned like that. The ambition they had to do more because they needed to, they needed it for the what do they call that the gold leafing the guilt yeah they needed to just justify the gilding costs so yeah. yeah absolutely so I think I think as you get into a certain size you get certain become ambitious enough uh, they it kind of starts to dictate the the size now this this pack this edition this edition here I think this is the first time I've I've ever ordered as many as I've ordered. Mm-hmm. So I've got my subscription. I, they're not here. I don't have mine yet, by the way. So I I, re- I renewed my subscription 
uh, because they were talking about the fact that like you should renew your subscription. Uh, mm-hmm. They mentioned it because I was going to wait and see before I reordered them. I don't know what I thought I was waiting and seeing. Right. Um, and then I ordered them. I ordered three packs, the maximum, because mm-hmm. they've they've capped them this time, right. house household size orders because because they are limited and they think they're going to be quite popular. Uh, so yeah, I've I think that they look stunning, and I've had some friends send me some pictures and stuff, and man, they are they really 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 look like something else. So I'm going to assume you have yours, right? So I have mine. I got. I also re-upped my subscription for this. I did it about two weeks before the launch. I said I just need to go ahead and get it in before, yep. so it'll uh, ship. Yeah. Um, so I did normal, that too. I did normally. That too. Um, I, I have a lot to say about these editions, but I don't want to bury the lead, and I'm going to go on record as saying these are spectacular. These are some of the best I've seen in a while, probably since about Back to the Night Sky. Um, I know I I. Um, get on about drink local a lot. That's one of my favorite editions all time. This has this is a different drink local was kind of a normal set. Night Sky they did something different where they you know added those holographs images on the back cover. This is in that vein. They've done something really special with the design. But the thing about this design is it does have that charitable aspect to it. And if you read the story um, about Hamilton Wood type. And you watch the videos about Hamilton Wood type, and you see everything that went on with getting this edition out. It, it blows your mind. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the uh, interview with Draplin and the gentleman who runs uh, the museum at Hamilton Wood type. Let me find his name real quick. Uh, Jim Moran. They recorded the video in July 2014, so that tells you <laughs> how long ago they've been planning on this. And what Field Notes did, and you'll notice. With this set, on the belly bands of these sets, on the back of it, it says, uh, with thanks to French Paper Company. So they've always used, Field Notes has always been a customer of French Paper. French Paper joined Field Notes in the charitable part of this by donating the paper for the covers for these books. Wow. So that's one of the videos. So there's a lot going into this edition and... Two dollars of every three pack goes to the Hamilton Wood Type Museum. You can add in if you order from the Field Notes website. If you're not a subscriber and you're just ordering them individually, you can add donations that go directly to the Field Notes. I mean, to the Hamilton Wood Type Museum. So yeah, I got my two subscription editions, Mike, and then I ordered three more, the max. <laughs> but I felt I felt kind of guilty. You know, I got my two, then I ordered three. Does that mean I got five in my household? I don't I don't want to get thrown in the field notes pokey for uh, over-ordering. But, I, I mean, I had a reason. Number one, I wanted to give some of these to my sister, who runs a letterpress machine at her bookbinding shop. So she will be, she will enjoy these. And two, I wanted to add in a donation to the Hamilton Wood Type, which, you know, doesn't come as, you know, part of your subscription, you know, the $2 per three-pack. But you can add in a little extra donation if you want, if you order the packs individually. So I wanted to do that. So hopefully uh, Jim and Brian and uh, Aaron don't come after me um, because I do actually have well, five packs at my household, but not for long because I'm going to send some of these off because they're so great. They've done the same to me. Um, like, well, that they, I hope they don't do the same to me, although I'm not as good as you. I, I do plan on keeping them all for myself. <laughs> uh, but I, I did put a charitable donation in, so mm-hmm. you know I feel yep, better about it. Same here, same here. And one thing different came in the um, 
the non-subscription order in the regular order with the charitable donation, I got a little, there's a little thank you card, like a little two by three um, card that says thank you from Hamilton Wood Type. It's, you know, printed um, similarly to the Field Notes covers. So, oh, nice. so I, so I actually physically have five packs at my house and I've only opened one so far and I op- chose the one, one to open very specifically for this episode because there's probably, I, I correct, I mean, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like there's f- five maybe basic general cover designs. And within those five designs, they have all have their unique colors set to them. And then they're all run through the press at different times. So you'll have um, different ink saturation on the paper covers and things like that. I think there might be six because... Okay, so there's six. Yeah, because my friend John, he sent mm-hmm. me two sets of three mm-hmm. pictures, and they are all different. Okay, so that that sounds about right. So looking at, so I have fifteen physical notebooks, and looking at all of those, I have one from the yellow colorway out of all fifteen of those books. Oh, so this is like unexposed again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is. Uh, I I put this tweet in the show notes from Kelly Fancher on Twitter. She said when they released, she said, I felt a great disturbance in the Field Notes brand as if millions of collectors suddenly cried out in terror. I yeah, thought that I, was perfect. Again, this reminds me, again, back to the conversation that me and Kudal had where he was talking about the collectors. Right. And how they upset the collectors with these things. Yeah, yeah. So there's basically no two notebooks are alike in this run, by the way, the um, the letterpress yeah, That's works. even worse than unexposed. You cannot, right. no matter whatever you do, you cannot complete the set in theory. Yep. In theory, so what I, I the pack I chose to open that I'm going to eventually use had looked like two of the exact same color and pattern on it, and I took a picture of it. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's on Instagram, and I forgot to grab that before the show. But it, I want I wanted a bunch of the blue covers with the red and white type, well, red and white ink and things like that, just because I thought they looked super cool. So this one had two of that color. Both of them uh, with the pig and the cow on the front. Um, I was. I, I wonder if this the whole type part says from our farm to your, to your table or something like that. I don't know exactly what it says. But you can tell these, while they may look the same in general, they are very different in how they printed on the letterpress. Um, one got a very saturated ink like it was newer on the press while the ink was fresh. And then another one looks like it came from way down the press line you know hundreds of impressions later because the ink is much fainter and there's a lot more white showing through so that goes to show the differences in just a single cover while they may generally look the same they are wildly different looking something so beautiful about that yeah and the output and I'm, i'm fascinated by it they they look really really good so yeah this is a two thumbs up edition uh, for me, one thing I did notice, and you'll notice when you uh, when you get a mic, there's no uh, practical applications in the back of these. Oh, so yeah, I didn't know that, and I don't recall anyone saying that. And that they wanted to add in some about the uh, some about the Two Rivers edition in the back of this about how they some of the money's going to the Hamilton Wood Type and Printing Museum. Hey, that's a practical application. Like that. That's a total. That's the best best kind of practical application. So. 
And uh, this Hamilton Wood uh, Wood type museum is really really neat. I watched uh, several other videos, and they have all these workshops. You can like go in there and print your own posters and stuff like that. So it's it's really cool. But um, hey, maybe overall, that's where Pen Addict Live 2016 can come. <laughs> that would be how cool would that be? That would be super cool. So anyway, um, very ecstatic about this edition. Best edition in a while, in my opinion. And Jim, Brian, and Aaron, you guys, uh, you guys nailed it um, across the board in this one, in my opinion. So, um, one one quick note: if you want to hear Aaron Draplin talk about this a little bit more, he gets into it a little bit on the last episode of Dot Grid Podcast um, with Andy Wilfley and um, Will Fangy. Um, you can hear him talk a little bit about how this came to be. And um, I haven't listened to that yet. I've got that queued up. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And. Um, this is just a fascinating edition. I, I, I ate this whole thing up. I've watched the videos. There's lots of extra videos and, um, I was, I was all about it. So super, super happy with this one. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to sell out reasonably quickly, so it should do good. All right, man. I think that's a wrap, but I wanted to, to get us out on one really funny thing that popped in to my feed about five minutes before the show started. (laughs) So I'm throwing this in the chat room and Mike has just clicked on the link and someone tagged me in Instagram in the Goulet pins, uh, Instagram feed, uh, dirge is in the dark is his Instagram handle. And it said his comment on this photo. Here is proof that proximity to fountain pens can actually turn you into Brad Dowdy. So Goulet has a new hire, new hire named Bryce I think he might be my doppelganger, Mike. What do you, what say you? All I'll say is he has a sweet beard. He does have a sweet beard. So yeah, click this link. It cracked me up, and I, I think he's oh. right. This guy is like built like me, looks like me, beard like me, glasses like me, shirt like me. <laughs> whilst we're funny. talking, whilst we're talking about sweet beards, uh huh. Your business partner. Yeah. Whoa! I saw a picture of him the other day. I'll find this. And, He's a um, maniac. And I'll put it in the show notes. It might have been on his Instagram, but Brockwicky's beard is is really so, becoming something special. Yes, yeah, so my kids have taken to calling him Brockwicky. Oh, that's a fantastic son, hey, uh, my, uh, nickname. My kids came up with that, and I, when they said that, I just died and had to text him immediately, and he just thought that was hilarious. So That is fantastic. He is the Brockwicky. So there's a story behind this. And we're going to have to see if it makes it to the Atlanta Pin Show. This is the baby beard, right? His wife's pregnant. So he started when they found oh, out. And he was yeah. going to shave it when the baby's born. Well, the baby's coming next week, mate. So I don't no know if way, it's going to make really? the pin show. Yeah. So I don't know if the beard's going to make the pin show or not. So oh, that we'll have to see. But the beard sad. the beard needs an Instagram account of its own. So we'll see if he, he might just decide to keep it. So, yes, too funny. Because it's looking really good. It's epic. It is what an epic beard should look like, and it goes so well with his bald head, it's not even funny. It's amazing. I'm looking at pictures of him now. Like, it's just... (laughs) You're fascinated. Like, the mustache is just... Like, my mustache doesn't grow that thick. Yeah, I can't... I I may have hair on the top of my head. I cannot grow a beard like he grew. That's a talent. Not everyone can do that. It's so beautiful. Yep. Yep. All right, so let's uh, let you go fawn in peace over Jeff's beard. I'm going to uh, do that. Take us home. 
If you want to find the show notes for this week, which includes pictures of Jeff's beard, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 146, or you can find uh, the links to, to all that sort of stuff in your podcast app of choice. Uh, most great apps support uh, show notes. So you can find them all there. If you want to find our sponsors, you should help support them. They help support us. That's lynda.com, Pen Chalet, and Harry's. Thanks again for their support this week. If you'd like to find myself and Brad Dowdy on the internet, I am at iMike on Twitter, I-M-Y-K-E, and Brad Dowdy. Dowdy is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And Brad writes to fantasticpenaddict.com. We're just a handful of weeks away from the live show um, at Atlanta, uh, in Atlanta for the, the uh, pen show. It's shaping up to be a real, real special treat. Uh, but we'll have some updates over the next couple of weeks as to, to the things that we're looking to do there. Um, and we'll hope, we'll hope that you'll be able to, uh, to join in the festivities in whatever way you wish um but until next time thank you so much for listening say goodbye brad goodbye brad <laughs>